Last week. Can anyone remember what we talked about last week? Huh? No, we finished worship last week. We didn't talk. We didn't talk about worship last week. Aha, spiritual gifts. Thank you, someone. All right. We talked about spiritual gifts, and we talked about three different spiritual gifts that we, um, three different types of spiritual gifts. Do you remember those types? No, 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 that's a spiritual gift. But we talked about three different types of spiritual gifts. Anyone remember? There were three, they are types of gifts. They are gifts. We talked about speaking gifts, serving gifts, and sign, well, we didn't talk about sign gifts. We can talk, we can talk about, we talked about speaking, yes. But we're going to talk about sign gifts tonight, all right? And this is a very, some people say it's very controversial in some sense. But tonight we want to talk about things such as speaking in tongues, healing, and that's why I made a joke when I did that, all of a sudden the thing came on, you know, I just healed the screen or something, I don't know, anyway. I don't give the healing, believe me, I don't. But we're going to look at tonight some things that are very, that we have to really understand. First of all, how many of y'all know what a metronome is? Who knows what a metronome is? What is a metronome? A what? A toner, all right? What tuner, right? What does it do? It keeps time, right? So if you're in an orchestra or you're doing any type of um, singing, you will usually what? Speed up to the, the metronome or slow down to the metronome. Music is a what? Universal language. You ever notice in the church today, most arguments come off over what? Music, right? Some people want to sing hymns. Some people want to sing more contemporary music. Music is a is a universal language, all right? It's a language that we all speak of. We all know music. Not all of us can sing or play an instrument, but we all, in some sense, like music. Is there someone in this room who doesn't like music? Right, okay? My point exactly. Everybody likes music. When you have a metronome, and, it's, and I, wish I, I wish I had like a, you know, a, a thing to really show you, but... You know, I don't know how many of you, how many of you ever watched Saved by the Bell? All right? How many of you ever remember the episode where the Glee Club, um, they were in the Glee Club and the tape messed up and they kept on, they said, Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in. Then they went very fast. Then they went like chipmunks. Oh, the saints go marching in. Yeah, because they was following the tempo of the music. It's something how we go. That's how we are wired. We go with the tempo. All right? Everybody, every piece of music has its own melody, rhythm, and tempo. Timing of all three is critical. Think about a symphony with all the musicians and instruments playing the right melody. With the right tempo and the right rhythm. What would happen if we had, and just even thinking of this band, I, I, don't, I can't even imagine a symphony. I just can't imagine that. But just imagine that the keyboardist over here is playing one tempo, the drum over there playing another tempo, what's going to happen to the music? It's going to sound pretty bad. You know, it's not going to be any, it's not going to sound good. Um, and just imagine like, a flute, a trumpet, and a saxophone. If they're playing three different melodies, three different tempos, it's going to sound bad, no matter how much we think those instruments are beautiful. A metronome is a timing device 
used in practice. Now let me ask a question, those who play instruments, do you ever take a metronome to the actual um, recital? No, right? You can't have it. You know, they don't, you don't have a metronome, so you have to go by what you practice, you have to go by what you know. And that's very important to understand. What's the point? The metronome is extremely useful and somewhat necessary for musicians to learn the time of their music. The conductor will use the metronome in practice to prepare his musicians with a live performance. Once the song is learned and ready for performance, the metronome is no longer needed. It served its purpose. And tonight we're going to look at sign gifts. They serve their purpose. They're not done today. As we think of these sign gifts, we can think of a couple. Speaking in tongues. Healing. A lot of people today say they can speak in tongues. Some of you may go to a church where some people claim that they speak in tongues. I don't know. But let me just say this. When you think of speaking in tongues, one thing that the Bible said in 1 Corinthians is this. That if there's someone speaking in tongues, what must be there? An interpreter, right? Now, I've been to Brazil. I've been to Brazil. I don't know Portuguese. This is the closest that I've ever come to speaking in tongues, right? Is that I was speaking English, and then the guy who was next to me, he was translating in, in Portuguese. Does that mean I was speaking in tongues? No, it does not. When we think of speaking in tongues, who, do we come, who comes to our mind first? Disciples, right? Specifically, someone else said someone else? Who did you say? Who, who said who? Who did, you, who did you say? God speaking in tongues? Well, he, he, he has a universal language. He speaks everything, but um, you think of who? Disciples. I'm thinking of one in particular. What happened on Pentecost? Right. The Holy Spirit took Peter, used his mouthpiece, his mouth, to speak to all different languages. Now, if we had someone in here who could speak Creole, French, Spanish, whatever, and I know some of you know Spanish, you know what? You would not, and you, and you just, that was the only language you spoke. And I was speaking English. You would not understand me. It's exactly what we're going to look at tonight. And tonight we're looking at the big stage. We talk about how each believer has a spiritual gift as we talked about. God wants to use these gifts to benefit the church. Again, we listed it speaking, serving, and sign gifts. We talked about speaking gifts and serving gifts, and tonight we're going to talk about the sign gifts. What do you think of sign gifts? And we talked about them tongues, healing, and miracles. The gift of tongues along with interpretation of tongues. The gift of healing and that of performing miracles are considered included in the sign gifts. They were special gifts. Listen, these were very special gifts for a special purpose. And as we said, they were for the apostles. The apostles are the ones who use these gifts. Like a metronome, like we said, it's used for your performance. I mean, but when you practice, you don't use it for performance. It's just like the sign gifts. The apostolic period. What is the apostolic period? Anybody know? Say it again. Read Bahamas Read right there. <laughs> all right. Um, apostle, first of all, the person chosen and taught by Christ who was personally sent by the resurrected Christ to make disciples. And apostolic, 
period. A period of time when the apostles led and cared for the newly formed church. This is when the gift of tongues was relevant. This is when the gift of tongues and healing was relevant. If we just think about it for a second in the book of Acts, and I know, how many of y'all in grade 9? Do they still do BJC for grade 9 in the book of Acts? Do they still do that? How many, anyone here in grade 9 taking BJCs? Do they, do they all do the book of Acts anymore for grade 9? You don't know? That's only in my time. I'm that old. Sorry. Huh? What did you say, boy? But you ain't just, you ain't just cracking a little joke with me, boy. But you ain't take it, you ain't cracking a little joke with me. He did, eh? I didn't appreciate it. Anyway, I ain't joking. All right. But when I was, when I was in ninth grade, we had to know the book of Acts. And we know, if we go through the book of Acts, there's the age of the church. As we know, Peter and other disciples, they had a lot, they, they, like I said, Pentecost was the start of speaking in tongues, where Peter caught the Holy Spirit and he spoke one language and everyone was able to understand it. We know all through scripture, Peter also in the book of Acts, he healed people. He healed the sick. Was it Peter doing it? No. Who was it? The Holy Spirit, God through him doing it. Today, we have many people we see on TV who say they heal people. You know, you know, the thing about it is when we see these people, we think to ourselves, and sometimes we wonder in our own church, well, why people don't catch the Spirit like that? Or why people don't feel the Spirit or do these things what, what they used to do then? Does that mean they're not saved? In fact, I know of a church that basically... They said, if you didn't speak in tongues, that was the only way to become a member of that church. You had to be able to speak in tongues. And as we can look at tonight, speaking in tongues is not for today. Number one, a sign gifts signify a new era in God's work. All right? Sign gifts signify a new era in God's work. Let me ask a question. When you became saved, right? Before you were saved, what were you? Well, we still a sinner, but we were sinners saved... Huh? We were unbeliever, right? So we changed from an unbeliever into what? A believer. We changed from dead into what? Alive. We changed from unclean to what? Unrighteous to? We had a change in our life. Alright? It started a new era in our lives. And this is a challenge for us because as a believer, we need to recognize that there has to be a change in our lives. We can't say we're a believer if we don't, if we don't, have a, if we don't see any change. If I'm the same person I was 10 years ago, or whenever, I have to ask myself, am I truly saved? As a believer, we're supposed to grow every time, every year. We're supposed to grow closer to God. We're supposed to know more. Again, as, as I just talked about with some of these other ones, you have a new beginning, a new purpose in life, a new direction, new family, new father, new hope, new faith, new peace, new life. We have all these things in Christ. We have a new hope. Let me tell you something, right now in, in today's society, and especially here in Nassau, I am thankful that I'm a believer, because you know what? Sometimes I look around and I think, you know what? What type of hope do I have? Anyone ever feel that way? And the only thing I can think of is, you know what? I have hope in Jesus Christ, where all my hope should be. When you get saved, it's a new era beginning. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says what? Anyone know? If anyone's in Christ, he's a new what? Creation, creature, whatever you want to say. He's a new creation. He's a new person. 
All right? You're a new person when you come to know Christ. You ever had anyone say that they're a Christian and they don't look nothing like a Christian? You ever seen a person who say they're a Christian and they look nothing like what Christ should look like? What do we call them, people? Hypocrites. They give Jesus a bad name. But you know it's sad is that maybe some of us in this room are giving Jesus a bad name. Because we're still living a, a sinful life that doesn't look no different. We look no different in the world. The point is, a lot of us, we try to get as close to the world as possible without crossing that line. I've been there, done that. Peer pressure. We want to look. We want to be accepted by our friends. We want to do the things with our friends. How do people around you know that God is at work in your life? Are you to speak in tongues, in math class, perform a healing miracle in school cafeteria? Is that how they can know you're a Christian because you do these things? No, they're going to see it by the way you live, by the things you do. You see, this is why the problem is, is that we've allowed so much false doctrine to get into the church where people think you've got to do these things in order to be saved. If I don't speak in tongues, then the Spirit definitely can be living in me. Too many times, this is how we defined it. How clear is it to your friends that God is new, that you're living in a new era? How clear is it? Do people see it? Too many times, this is what happens. The second one is this. The sign gifts validated God's message. This validated God's message. Like I said, think about it for a second. Jesus was on the face of the earth. He was walking with his disciples. He did all... What, what did people follow Jesus for? His miracle. They saw the things he did. I mean, could you, could you imagine being in that time, seeing Jesus take five loaves and two fish and feed 5,000 men? That's only men. We ain't talking about the children, the wives. Could you imagine being there for that? It would be like, and then seeing 12 baskets left, they like, whoa, that's a serious, you know, that'd be a real serious toting body right there. You know what, being like a tote, that'd be a serious toting body right there, my boy. You know? When they told us, come to your party, right? You know, but really think about it. The, the miracle that Jesus did, heal the blind, heal the sick. You know what's very funny? You know what was kind of funny with Jesus too, what I think is very amazing? When Jesus performed a lot of these miracles. What did Jesus always tell them when sometimes he performed miracles? He told them what? Don't tell anyone. Some miracles he said, you could go tell people, but some miracles he said, don't tell anyone. Now let me ask you a question. Does that sound like me and you today? We do something special, my boy. Call the guardian right now, my boy. Let me get that picture in the paper. <laughs> you know, we want, we want people to recognize us. That's what validates us. You know, that's what validates us, is that people recognize us. But this is what happened with the disciples. Not only did the sign gifts signify a new era of God's work, but they also validate God's message. The next reason for sign gives that possibly the most important was to validate the message proclaimed by the apostles from God. Like I said, Christ was gone. Jesus was gone. So here it is. The disciples had to carry on the whole, the whole tradition, the whole thing what Jesus was doing, the whole purpose. They had to carry it out. So it's very important for us to understand this. Jesus Christ, the one message was all about how would they believe unless the message was validated. Remember, we have... The completed Word of God. We have the book, a Bible. 
We have the Bible. We know the end. We know what the beginning. We know everything about, you know, who wins and all that. Do they have that in the book of Acts? Do they have the, the whole Bible to know what was going to happen? No. When Jesus left, but especially for the disciples at first, what are they thinking? What are we going to do? You know, how, how can we do anything? We, we only walk with him. He did all the work. You know, I didn't, re- you know, he did all, everything. But now he's gone. Just a couple of examples. Again, John. Peter and John go in the temple. They go and heal the lame man in the temple in Acts 3. Acts 3, 3 to 6 also says, the lame man, when he received it, he run his silver or gold. But Peter and John gave the lame man what? Healing. He healed him. That was a better gift than, than anything. Acts 3, 7, 8. What did the lame man immediately do after he was healed? Of course, he walked. He leaped. You know that song, walking and leaping and pretty. Y'all don't know that song, eh? Yeah, remember that song? All right. What did the lame man praise? He praised God. Again, in verses 9 and 12. How did the people of the temple respond to the healed man? They were amazed. Can you imagine seeing a person who couldn't walk for many years, and all of a sudden you see him walking down the road? What would you be thinking? Huh? What would, what would you think? You'd think, I want to know what happened. You know, I remember um, there was a person, uh, a guy in his island, and he used to have this um, miracle punch, the healing punch. All right? The drink, yeah. All right? He used to have this, yeah, not not punch, yeah, yeah, not a punch. But he had this, he used to call it a healing drink. You know? He thought you could have the healing drink. But can you imagine? Seeing someone who never, who couldn't walk and they started to walk. Again, how did the people, they responded, they were amazed. What did Peter do as the crowd gathered? When the crowd saw this, what do you think Peter did? All right, time to go home. No, no, what did he do? He preached. He preached. Why did he preach? Because the crowd saw the miracle. They validated the message that Jesus had left for them. Think about it. Wouldn't you listen to Peter if you saw that? How many of y'all wouldn't listen to Peter? Y'all want y'all want know Peter, right? How many of y'all want we boys to Peter after that? If y'all see him heal someone like that, I'd be like, that's my boy, boy. That's my that's my brethren. You know? I can stick with him, my boy. If I get sick, I straight. No, you would be you would be with him all the time. And that's why he used it. He said, you know what? I'm gonna preach now. I'm gonna give the gospel. I'm gonna tell him about Jesus because I have them right where they are. Again, the sign gift of healing performed by Peter through the power of God validated his message, and many people believed. Thank God the opportunity to preach after he healed the lame man. Again, Peter could have said to himself, you know what? I tired, man. I'm going home. But no, he preached. He gave the message. So many times in our lives, that's what we do. We have the opportunity to tell people about Christ, but what happens? We're so caught up in ourselves we're so busy that we don't even get, take the opportunity. The sign gifts were temporary, but the written word of God is eternal. Psalms 119.89. Galatians 1.9 said, If anyone preaches another gospel than the Bible, they should be condemned. You know, we have a lot of people who think they have another gospel. There's a lot of people who listen to people on TV who speak these things. Um, they're very great mo- motivational speakers. They make you... You know, just, you know, just stick, sit there. You know, let me just tell you something. The Bible talks about this type of times. 
But people just want to have their ears tickled. They don't want to hear the truth. They just want to hear some good news. You know what? If you come to Jesus Christ, you can be rich. If you come to Jesus Christ, you can be healed. If you come to Jesus Christ, all your problems are gone away. That's what people want to hear. But we know that is so false. We know the reality is, yes, we become rich. Not materially rich, but rich in the spirit. Yes, we do come alive and well. Does that mean we have nothing left on this earth? No, we can have sickness and disease, but it's going to come a day when all that's going to be turned away. But yet, too many times, we listen to these people on TV and think, you know what? That's who I want to be like. That's what I want to hear. The last point, the sign gives authenticated God's messenger. This is what showed that this was a, from God. And yet today, again, we have so many people who are doing this and thinking it's from God, and they, this is what they, you know, they know. The sign gifts signify a new era of God's work. They validated the message, but they also authenticated the messenger who was proclaiming the word. Another reason the sign gifts were used was to prove that the messenger was chosen by God. You see, this, this, this was shown that, you know what? This person is God's servant. Do you remember sometimes in the Bible when people were doing different things, they even talked about disciples that they thought they were what one time? They were what? Little what? Anyone remember? They were what? Drunk. They thought they were drunk because they were doing these things. But yet we have to understand that Jesus was working through them. These were miraculous things. These were special things that they were doing. It was not them doing it. It was God doing it through them. Very important to understand. You see, once Jesus was crucified and resurre resurrection was denied by the relig religious leaders, who was going to listen to the apostles? Again, as we know, a lot of people still don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. They were still telling them, look, Jesus, he dead. Why y'all, why y'all even listening to him, listen, talking, these fellows talking about Jesus, why y'all listening to him? He dead. We killed him. They tried to do that. These guys who spent three years with Jesus and then ran for their lives, he was taken to be crucified. God gave the apostles supernatural ability to use the sign gifts to prove that they were messengers of God. Their message was believable. The gifts proved that they were authentic, the real thing. You know, when you think of the scriptures, if it's one person who should have never been used by God to give the message, it's Peter. When you sit and think of the life of Peter, <laughs> what did Peter do? He denied Jesus, number one. You know, I mean, he didn't deny him once, twice, but three times. Who can remember the time when um, Peter, you know, Peter said, Jesus, I want to, you know, when Jesus was getting ready to wash the disciples' feet. Of course, Peter got to be, you know, Mr. Hero and say, what, what did Peter say, remember? I need to wash your feet, even though Jesus was doing all the work. But then after Jesus said something, what did he say? Well, don't stop there. Don't wash just my feet. Wash my whole body. You know, Peter did a lot of things that we just thinking like, what was wrong with him? But God chose to use Peter to give the most important message for the church. You realize the day of Pentecost is the biggest day of our faith? 
aside when Jesus Christ was crucified and resurrected. Because you know what happened on Pentecost? That was when who came to know Christ? The Jews were God's chosen people. Who, what are we? Gentiles. Gentiles. That was a very important day for us. And it wasn't just any ordinary man. It was Peter. And if Peter could give the message, you know, again, it's a supernatural thing. God uses supernatural people. I mean, he uses ordinary people to do supernatural things. And that's what he did through Peter. So today, as many would tell you, that these gifts are, they're not for the day. But do I think that some people, they have, they have different gifts? Yes, they do. We have all sorts of gifts of the church. Again, as we think of this, before we go into those, remember the metronome. It was necessary to learn and practice, to learn the timing, the rhythm, and the song. But once it was showtime, it was no longer needed for live performance. The sign gifts were temporary and ceased. When the apostles died, God gave them supernatural ability of miracles, healing tongues, in order to prove that they were chosen by God. This was to show that. So how do we apply it? Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit, which would give believers power to be witnesses. Acts 1.8 says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. This is some of Jesus' last word before he was ascended. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. Secondly, when you got saved, a new era began in your life. God saved you, he changed you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, as we said, is what? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. The old is passed away. Behold, a new has come. Again, we need to understand that the things that we struggle with, we need to put them away. Because we, need, we have a new life in Christ. The sign gifts were validated the apostles' message of the true word of God. 2 Corinthians 12.12 12 says this. The signs of a true apostle were performed among you, the utmost patience, with signs and wonders and mighty works. This is what the signs were. To understand that these were the apostles. They were being validated. And lastly, the sign gifts were temporary, but the written word is eternal. Psalm 119.89 says this. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. You see, tonight... There may be some people in this room who, you know what, you have heard or people who have tried to speak in tongues. And the question I always think about with that is this. And as we can, if anyone preached the gospel other than that of the Bible, they should be condemned. And this is where I get into Galatians 1 9 says this. Right. So again, as we think of TV, these preachers that come on TV and they do all these things. Let me ask a question. If I had to start speaking in tongues and you didn't understand a piece of anything I said, what good is, it, is that to you? Nothing. No good whatsoever. But yet people think, oh, yes, hallelujah. I don't know what you're saying, but praise the Lord. You know, it's like, <laughs> you could just be calling me, you know, let me tell you, let me tell you how... I'm going to give an example of how I know, and I'm going to close with this. A preacher who I know, um, he's an evangelist, he's been here a couple of times. He had this story where he said he went to, to a church, and his people, they just had a habit of saying amen. So he was saying all these good things, you know. Jesus died for your sins. Amen. Jesus rose from the dead. You all going to hell. 
And they all said amen because that was just, the, you know, they were just in the habit of saying amen. They didn't know what they were saying amen to. And then he just he stopped right there and said, did y'all understand what I said? But you know what's sad? But listen, you know what's sad in closing? It's that's what we do. When we listen to some of these preachers that are teaching false doctrine. We buy their books. We listen to them all the time and we're like, oh, he's so, such a good motivational speaker. He's such a great healer. You know, I mean, come on, you know, we don't see that in our church. He must be a, you know. But we have a lot of false prophets walking this earth. And you got to be careful that whatever, whatever, whoever you listen to, it lines up with the Word of God. Because that is what's going to last forever. That's, that is the foundation of everything. If it don't line up with the Word, it's got to be false. So please, whenever you hear someone speaking, Make sure you're reading your Bible. That's why I like you to bring your Bible here. Because you know what? I could say whatever. That screen can say whatever I want. And if you ain't got a Bible, I could be making up all them verses and y'all wouldn't even know. Of course, y'all trust me that I'm not going to do that, right? But I should do that. I should do that next week just to see how well it does. <laughs> do you lie? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. All right. All right. Huh? Anyway, let's put it this way. Hold on. Remember this. All of us are sinners. All of us God looks at. Yes, I have a great responsibility because I'm teaching you, but that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. And never will be perfect. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Okay, you know, people think because the pastor preaches, they ain't perfect. They far from it. You know, we all are sinners saved by what? Grace. All right? So remember that, whatever happens, that is who we, that's what we have to Remember, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for how much you love us that you would send your son to die for them. We thank you for the apostles for allowing them to carry on the church and to preach the gospel, to heal. We thank you for them and thank you for all you've done. We pray that you continue to be on all that we do tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.